You are listening to the Find Your Voice in English podcast. Hey there, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Find Your Voice in English podcast. And today, I'm going to talk about a very effective technique to practice your speaking skills. And that is shadowing. Shadowing. It is also known as the imitation technique or mimicking technique, or basically the thing is you listen to someone speaking. It doesn't necessarily need to be someone in real life. I would say it never happens like that, but just get some type of audio, maybe a podcast or a TV show, and you repeat what they say. And I personally found that this technique was very very helpful to develop my speaking skills to improve my pronunciation and develop that muscle memory and just also you know learn more vocabulary or turn my passive vocabulary into active vocabulary so there are a lot of different benefits to shadowing i did a little bit of research and although there's not a lot of studies that talk about the benefits of of shadowing there are a lot of people polyglots who swear by this technique and that really recommend it to anyone who's learning a new language so a couple of the benefits are number 1 it helps you learn implicitly and i made a video about the difference between explicit and implicit learning just a couple weeks ago so i highly recommend you check that out to understand the difference between explicit and implicit learning but essentially the difference between those two concepts are that when you learn implicitly you learn without the goal of actually learning you learn unconsciously just like kids learn languages they are not taught grammar they're not taught the different verb tenses they just pick up the language by listening to it so by shadowing you are even though it's an active practice you are implicitly taking in all the i don't know collocations why some words go together how to the grammar the grammar structure of a sentence you know you kind of get used to the the melody or the way in which english is organized and the different collocations the different idioms so you naturally learn how to phrase certain things because you listen to it over and over and over another great benefits of another great benefit of the shadowing technique is that it helps you a lot with your pronunciation this is especially true if you're struggling with maybe putting the right stress on a word like for example if you're practicing the word pronunciation the stress would be pronunciation let me check that i think it's in the second syllable pronunciation but maybe you're saying pronunciation and you're still going to get your message across you're still going to be understood by everyone but if you want to learn the correct stress shadowing is one of the best techniques to really get the hang of the right stress of the words it can also help you learn the intonation of english because as you know if we speak like this without going up or down it gets monotonous it's it's boring so by learning how to you know play around with our voice by practicing shadowing we kind of have a better kind of have a better intonation and that helps us sound better the good thing about shadowing is that it also helps you speak faster if that's your goal you learn how to connect words why some words 
how some words are said faster. You learn reductions. You learn how a lot of English speakers just cut out cut off sounds, and that's a great, you know, extra, yeah, extra benefit of learning with shadowing. And my last tip, or my sorry, my last benefit to practicing shadowing in English is the you learned vocabulary. Yes, believe it or not, by actually exposing yourself to new listening material, you're gonna learn a lot, bunch of new expressions, words that maybe you're not really familiar with, but by hearing it and then having to say it out loud, it kind of like sinks in more with your brain than if you were to just listen to it. And the good thing about shadowing is that not only is it a very effective practice, but it's also very convenient. You don't have to go to a, a class, you don't have to drive somewhere to do it, you can just do it on the go while you're walking your dog, while you're doing the dishes, maybe while you're driving the car, just make sure you drive safely. So it's a really convenient thing that you can do whenever you're alone. Maybe you're not going to be able to do it while you're, you know, on the train or on the bus, but as long as you find a quiet spot where no one's listening to you, of course you can do it in, in public if, if you don't have any problem. But I would usually do it in a place where no one can listen to me because that's how I can... It gives me more freedom to express myself. So it's a very, very convenient exercise you can do whenever you're on the go. Now, there's a caveat. This shadowing exercise, even though it can be very effective, it can also easily become a very passive activity where you're just, you know, repeating or repeating everything that you hear like a parrot and you're not actually thinking about the words, you're not actually thinking about saying it right, you're not thinking about the intonation, the melody, or you're not paying attention to new vocabulary. So it can become a very passive activity where you're actually just wasting your time. But the good news is that I... You know, I piled up or I came up with a couple of ideas for you to shake up, shake up your shadowing practice to make sure that it's effective because you don't want to be spending hours and hours learning English with ineffective methods. We are all busy people and we want to find a method that is, that is convenient, that doesn't take a lot of time, that is effective. So that's when these techniques that I'm going to share with you come, come in handy. So the first technique to shake things up with your shadowing practice is to change the point of view of your story or of the thing you're listening to. So you can change the grammar tense, so maybe if it's said in the present tense, you can work on saying it in the past tense or in the future tense, or you can also change the person's point of view. So let me give you an example. I have here some footage of the TV show Friends, one of my favorite TV shows, and I'm going to show you or I'm going to work work you through how this would work. So let's listen to five seconds of this. Mm, just bear with me. Well, <laughs> it was a little bit of a short audio, but basically he said, Joey doesn't share food. And now if you want to change it to the past tense, you can say, Joey didn't share food or Joey will not share his food. Or if you want to share, change the person's point of view, you can say, instead of Joey doesn't share his food, you can say, they don't share their food. Or 
we don't share food. Just work on changing the grammar tense or the person's point of view. And that's another good way to start to learn grammar intuitively. I never actually recommend uh, to my students learning grammar by just, you know, immersing themselves in textbooks because that's just not effective and that's just not real life. But by practicing this shadowing exercise, it can help you learn, for example, the different regular verbs, which can be quite hard for a lot of English learners and also native speakers. I mean, let's face it. Moving on, we have the second tip, and that is to say it in your own words. So what do I mean by this? So let's say you listen to an episode or you watch a documentary or you watch uh, your favorite TV show, one of, one of the one episode of a TV show. And then what you do is you take a couple of minutes, you can either record yourself with just practicing it out loud and talk about the how would you summarize what you just listened? What, what are your biggest takeaways from this podcast episode, from this TV show episode, or whatever it is, just summarize it in your own words. So imagine you have to tell your friend about this new TV show episode, and you need to tell them about this in less than three minutes. So you need to come up or you need to make sure that you tell it or say it in a way that's short, concise, and you say it in your own words. So that's another, it's not really a shadowing practice because essentially you're just, you know, it's, it's more of a listening comprehension exercise, but it's a very effective to start practicing your speaking. So that's another technique you can try. My second, or actually my third tip is to work on saying it fast. Now, I know, I know, I know, you see YouTube videos or you watch YouTube videos where they're always telling you, oh yeah, speak fast, speak fast. Although I, if that's your goal, I mean, I would tell you just knock yourself out. I do think that we should first work on clarity, on saying it slow and making sure we're pronouncing it the right way and, you know, working on that muscle memory. So if you just learn a new word and you're learning its pronunciation, I wouldn't recommend just to go straight into say it fast, say it fast, but rather I would work on saying it slow until you get it right. And then when you actually start to get the hang of the pronunciation, then you can work on saying it faster. Well, what I'm talking about when I say fast English, I'm talking about contractions. Like for example, you'll see that a lot of English speakers, they reduce or they cut off sounds. Like for example, the expression, how have you been turns into how have you been, how have you been, or how did it go often turns into how to go, how to go. And you'll see that even though it may sound hard at first, like you just want to turn to the comfortable and, you know, standard pronunciation, it's actually very convenient because let's be honest, it's much easier to say how have you been than how have you been. It's much easier. It takes less, less effort. It takes less energy. So by practicing these contractions, you're going to get much more comfortable saying them. So what I would recommend is, let's say that you're learning different reductions or contractions in English. What I would do is I would just go to Youglish and just type the collocation that you're learning. For example, I'll have, you know, write it down as a contraction and then see different ways in which it's used. Have you been? And then practice saying it out loud. You can even record yourself and see, okay, what, what am I doing? Okay. 
and in what ways can I improve? Because that's another way we can start improving. And that brings me to my fourth tip, and that is to record yourself. I know you may cringe at the idea of recording yourself, but I personally, and I, I know that a lot of other people who are learning a second language found, found this technique of recording yourself incredibly, incredibly helpful. Because not only is it free, you can actually become your own teacher. You learn to self-correct yourself by, you know, recording yourself, talking about a specific topic, but then listening back to it, you're chances are you're going to find your own mistakes or you're going to find your blind spots or the the things you know the, the the things where you trip up what's hard your weaknesses you're also going to find out about your strengths which is great but the good news the good thing with recording yourself is that you're able to give yourself feedback without an like without an external opinion or without without a teacher or without a speaking partner you are your own teacher essentially and that's that's great i mean as a hardcore introvert it can be very intimidating to just put yourself out there start taking in english lessons or hire a teacher and be cor be corrected it's a it's a how how do you say it? it's a vulnerable experience although it's one of the best things that you can do to improve your English. A lot of people just don't feel comfortable, especially in the beginning stages of the learning process. So maybe recording yourself is one of the ways you can start practicing your speaking. So there are different ways you can do that. So first of all, you can just practice it with shadowing. So for example, listen to something and then record it. Or you can just think about a couple of topics um, that you could talk about. Something that I always have a lot of fun doing is imagining that I'm being interviewed. So I just write down a couple of questions that are within my area of expertise, like, I don't know, neuroplasticity, um, trauma healing, or mental health. These are some areas that I'm really passionate about, even though I don't know a lot about it. I do feel I can, I can add my two cents into it. So just write down a couple of sentences that maybe someone, if you were in an interview talking to someone, that they would ask you and then answer these questions while you're recording yourself. And then once you finish talking about this question, you can go back to that recording and see, okay, what did I do pretty well? And in what ways can I correct myself? So recording yourself is just another great technique to practice your speaking skills. And my last tip to practice shadowing in a more effective way is to expose yourself to hard content, to new vocabulary. I'm sure that if you go into YouTube, you're going to find a lot of shadowing practice exercises, but maybe these are very easy to you where they talk about, I don't know, going to the, the zoo or talking about, I don't know, how to how to introduce yourself in English. And maybe these are topics that you already feel comfortable. So I would challenge you to step step it up a little bit or level it up and start to look for content that's a little bit above your comfort zone where you have to learn new vocabulary or new expressions and you're just not very familiar with and then practice shadowing saying it. For example, the other day I was watching a video about neuroplasticity and I came across a lot of interesting terms that even though I knew the definition, like for example, okay, the nervous system, the neuroscience, or synapses, even though I know these words, 
I'm not very comfortable talking about these terms because I'm not really sure about their pronunciation or how to use them. So by exposing yourself to this hard content and shadowing it, it's going to help you to implicitly learn all of these vocabulary words and hard content. So these are my five tips to practice shadowing in a way that's not passive, but that's very effective and that's going to bring you the fastest results in the least amount of time, which is not to say that we need to always be effective, 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 but I do know that shadowing, even though it has a lot of benefits, it can easily become a passive practice and you don't want to do that because your time is very valuable. So you want to make sure that you're spending it effectively. So that's all that I have for today. I highly recommend to maybe watch a couple of videos about shadowing to, you know, start to get a feel for how, how it works and what works for you. And the most important thing here is to make sure that you listen to content or you shadow content that's actually interesting to you, that's according and aligned to your interests. If you are shadowing content about politics when you have no interest in politics whatsoever, you're wasting your time. Look for something that you're actually interested in. I don't know, you know, write down the things. What are your interests? What just grabs your attention easily? Or what are you curious about? And start looking for videos or start looking for TV shows or start looking for podcasts that talk about these things and then start shadowing and using these exercises that I just talked, talked about. So with that said, I think now is a good time to wrap it up. Let me know if you have any questions about this practice, about this method to practice your speaking. And I hope you give it a try because you're going to see it can be it can be a lot of fun. So that's all that I have for today. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on my next episode.